Lockdown Suns fans, Justin here, and with me as always is my podcasting partner, Paul. Not going anywhere anytime soon. It's true. It's true, because the Suns aren't going to win 44 Sorry, Dan. Swear. <laughs> but hey, he's recording his own personal podcast tonight. Allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly. Um, smoking a cigar while he does it, apparently. What are you, is he sending you pictures? I, I, I don't want to know. Um, all right. Welcome to this episode of Fanning the Flames, the OG Phoenix Suns podcast that is made for the fans. That's you guys by the fans. That is us. As always, intro and outro music provided by Park and Main. Check them out over at parkandmainband.com. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at so says Jay, and Paul is at Dervish of Whirl. And the pod is at Fan the Flames NBA. The Bright Side of the Sun podcast network is available not only on brightsideofthesun.com, but also on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. So make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. I don't know why I say that. Nobody ever reviews. It's been a while. Uh, Somebody review. Please. Somebody review and we'll give you a shout out because we stole that from the solar panel a long time ago. I think they stopped doing it, so... I think I feel like we I, now. I think their reviews just go worse. We can adopt it as our own. Well, I keep leaving all these terrible reviews for I them. Know. What can I say? My bad. Sorry, guys. Anyway, you know what we're going to talk about this episode is I think perhaps at least to start off here, everybody in Suns Nation's favorite topic. What is that, Paul? Devin Booker. Oh, no. (laughs) It's NBA referees. Oh. NBA referees. This is the referee podcast. Actually, I could write a book on referees. Like, literally, you do individual referees. Official NBA refs. You should see my DMs. (laughs) That, too. You've written a book. At some point here, Paul, I will. During this episode, I will. No, I'll count how many DMs I've sent to them. I I know how many responses I've gotten. You're going to screenshot those and drop them in, like, I don't know if I don't know if there's enough Twitter. The internet might not be large enough for all of those. Um, you know, I just like to point out faults, and I'm trying to help them improve. I feel like I did that the other night. Oh did, yeah. Did you see my tweet from the other night during the Jazz game? I'm not sure. There were a lot of them. Um, the one about how many fouls had been called through three quarters, and a comparison of that to other NBA games as a whole this year. No? No? I missed that one. I'm sorry. Don't you have my alerts on so you get everything I say immediately? No. <laughs> I'm insulted. I'm Good. so insulted. Good. Um, okay. Here, here. So you know, Paul, this is what I said the other night, and I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. Um, All right. I'll fill dead air. Go ahead. Um, oh, I found it. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Good job, Paul. I well done. Ready. Dynamite um, drop-in, Monty. What movie is that from? Major League Two. Okay. Not Major League Three that stars that one dude <laughs> that apparently is super famous. Uh, Walton Goggins? Yeah. <laughs> All I know is he's in Major League Three, back to the minors. Uh, anyway. I was going to say Scott Bakula? So, so. Oh, wait, hold on. Is that, yeah, yeah. Along with Jefferson Darcy from Married with Children. Oh, yeah. Whole different podcast, though. Ted McGinnis is his name. All right. So going into no- tonight, and this is... Going into the Jazz game on Monday. Going tonight, of the 1,694 games NBA teams have combined to play so far this season, only four four times has a team taken 38 more free throws in an entire game. So 40 out of almost 1,700 games at that point. Okay. 
and the Jazz had that 38 through three quarters. Okay? Okay. Fourth quarter, they shot six. So I'm convinced that NBA officials or official NBA or whatever the heck that the, the two different names are, I'm pretty sure they monitor my account and sent a little message down to to see the referees, particularly uh, Tyler Ford, because that guy was terrible. Oh yeah, it, he was horrible. Him, him, and him, and um, um, oh, I forgot. I'm forgetting my friend's name now. Can I just bring up Please how do. ridiculous it was that the Jazz were complaining about foul calls during that game when, when Quinn got, Snyder got a T for complaining about a foul call like, I that's almost, exactly what I was thinking of I, 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 I almost dude, passed out it was apoplectic dude it was one of the most shocking things I was like bro bro you've and that was like the second you've quarter you've had 20 more free yeah, throws than us it was the second quarter and they'd already taken like 15 more free throws it's just like ease up there buddy I've, I, somebody I never really thought about this and I can't remember who was saying this on Twitter but there were comments about A like Quinn Snyder's definitely going to skin a cat after this game. And then B, like he's going to go dig up all the dead bodies he's buried. Like he looks like he could very well be like a serial killer. Never really noticed that before. So thank you, Sun's Twitter, for that. But. You never noticed that, really? No. No. I mean, he, he looks like Patrick Bateman. He looks like Patrick Bateman from American Psycho. I, I, I see it now. I see it now. I'm just saying. I just never before. But anyway. Let's get back to, to, to referee talk. Okay. I feel like Suns fans, and perhaps rightfully so, although I'm not sure after digging into this a little bit more. Um, no, actually, yeah, they're probably still right. feel like the Suns get a bad shake from referees, and I'm one of them. Paul, do you think yeah, that? Yeah, you're, you're definitely one of them. I, I mean, I, I just don't like bad officiating. I, I just happen to watch yeah, Suns I, games. If it were other games, I'd probably say the same thing. Right, I mean, and I, I agree. Who who likes bad officiating? It, it it takes away from the enjoyment of the game. Like the, like the Utah game again. It's so it was the first half in particular was so difficult to watch because it was foul after foul yeah. after foul after foul. But at any after rate, foul. to that point, do you have any idea what team in the NBA draws the most fouls per game? Meaning. They have the most fouls called per game in their favor, if you will. I mean, if it's not Houston, Houston's doing something wrong. It is the Phoenix Suns, Paul. 23 fouls a game against Phoenix Suns opponents. Suns are drawing the most fouls per game. Can you believe that? No. Right. Shocking. Not at all. Shocking. Shocking. At the same time, they also commit the fourth most fouls per game at 24. Yeah, not too shocking. Not too shocking. Now, where are things going to... I mean, do they actually commit the fourth most fouls, or are they, they just called for the fourth most fouls? Hey. Well done, Paul. Well done. Because I mean, that, that was perfect. At some point, Devin Booker's got to start getting superstar calls. I mean, maybe the fact that he's now been an all-star, you know, at least he... Maybe not superstar calls, but at least star calls. Yeah. You, you would think. You would think. Although, he did get hit in the head... And didn't get a call in the Jazz game. But again, that was a horribly officiated game. So the Suns actually do draw a lot of fouls. Fantastic, right? Yes. Where it gets a little wonky for me, and, and bear with me here, bear with me because it's gonna, I'm, I'm, di- I'm, digging, I'm digging deep here. As I start looking at, okay, based on the number of fouls that they draw, mm-hmm. 
how is that in comparison to their free throws, right? Because you would think, okay, a team that's drawing a lot of fouls is going to be shooting a lot of free throws. Which I, I think is where, as a Suns fan, when you say that this, the Suns are drawing the most fouls in the league on average per game, the eye test just doesn't match up because we just assume that would translate to free throws. And it's just, they're not they don't shoot a lot of free throws. <laughs> right. And and I've been on record saying I don't believe in the eye test, and I still do not, even in this context. I understand where you're coming from, but there's statistical ba- data to back up the Suns still getting a raw deal, notwithstanding the fact that they draw a lot of fouls called by referees. Right. And that, again, goes back to what I was talking about, and that is a comparison between the fouls drawn and the actual free throw attempts that the Suns get per game. When you look at it from that perspective and say, okay, how many free throw attempts do the Suns get per foul, right? That, mm-hmm. that seems like a fair way of assessing it. Yeah, now, very fair. They're 25th in the league. That, that doesn't make sense to me. I'm not a mathematician. No. Maybe I did the math wrong. If I did, somebody out there tell me. But they're 25th in the league. Um, their opponents are 15th in the league. And the differential between... That ratio for the Suns and that ratio for the Suns' opponents as a whole puts them at the eighth worst in the league. You know, the difference is the eighth largest. Right. So, at the end of the day... Who's the worst? Who's the worst on in, the one, in which respect? The one you were just talking about, the eighth largest, so... The biggest, the, the biggest discrepancy? Yes. Um, give me a moment and I will find that it is... Memphis. Huh. Memphis, Chicago, Indiana, Philly, Denver, Washington, Atlanta, Phoenix. <clears throat> Guess who has the best? Is this the Rockets? This is the Rockets. The Rockets, <clears throat> in terms of the differential between those two ratios, so right. fouls to free throw attempts, fouls drawn to free throw attempts, the Rockets are the highest in the league in terms of the difference between them and their opponents. Um, the Rockets are also the highest in the league when it comes to uh, the actual free throw attempts per foul ratio, uh, which makes sense as to why then the difference would, would be the most. So, you know, the question then becomes, and I, I, I know we talked about this to some extent before we started recording, and I don't know that our answer is going to change, but it's like, how does a team draw so many fouls yet then get to the line in reference in conjunction with those fouls so infrequently like the Suns do? I mean, what does that say? What does that say either about the Suns or about how the Suns are officiated? Um, it, it means that the Suns are getting a lot of fouls either not, it, not in a shooting motion or just not in, like, kind of, like, that restricted area or whatnot. Yeah, I mean, it it really probably boils down to they're not getting a lot of fouls when they're not in the penalty that are shooting fouls. And on top of that, once they get to the penalty, and that's something that I guess would be interesting to know, but I don't know if there's a database out there for it. I'm sure there is somewhere. God only knows where. Maybe, you know, Adam Silver's house. Who knows? Where you could actually break that down. But... Um, yeah, it, it's, it's probably in some server farm in Kiev or something. It's, 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 it, it is, it's, it's kind of, it's shocking. 
um, you know, I, I was really surprised on multiple levels when I was looking at this stuff. A, with the rate that the Suns draw fouls at, and then B, at the rate with the with which the Suns shoot free throws in relation to those drawn fouls. Now, one thing I will say as a caveat is I didn't delve into distinguishing offensive fouls because when you're looking at how this is broken down, and I got all this info off of basketballreference.com just right. for the record, give them some credit. That website is phenomenal. I can sit on that website and just like do random shit for like hours. Um, but it, it is it is a great website, but it still amazes me that they haven't updated their just like design. It still looks like it was like made when AOL was a thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I feel like some of the stuff on there too, in terms of how you can plug in different numbers, can be identified a little better. You kind of have to do some digging. But anyway, still in terms of what you can garner from it, phenomenal website. Um, but I completely forgot what I was going to say now. Suns fouls. All right. Well, anyway. Uh, so yeah, the, the, the discrepancy there really, really was, was surprising. Um, and, and at the end of the day, does it mean that there's some bias in the Suns? Maybe. Does it just mean that the Suns are good at drawing fouls, but not good at drawing shooting fouls, perhaps. I know what I was going to say was I didn't take into account the offensive foul aspect of it because on basketballreference.com, when you're sorting the stats in that manner, it shows personal fouls, opponents' personal fouls. So obviously offensive fouls, still personal fouls, but you're never going to get a free throw off an offensive foul. So that could perhaps skew it a little bit because the Suns are up there still, even with Aaron Baines being out. Um, they're still up there in terms of offensive fouls drawn per game. I want to say they're somewhere in the eight range, top eight in the NBA. Right. I think they're getting 0.78 per game, which is another thing. I'm surprised when I was looking at that stat at how few offensive fouls there really are in the NBA. I mean, I would have thought, again, just based on watching games, that a team would get about at least like an offensive foul game, you know, draw an offensive right. foul game. But Suns being eighth in the league or somewhere in there aren't even there. I think whoever was number one, and I can't remember who it was offhand, there's only one team that averages more than one offensive foul drawn per game. Anyway, that's my officiating rant slash analysis for the day. Refs suck. Maybe they just suck all around. I don't know, but... Either way, it does act to the Suns' detriment in one way, shape, or form. There you go. Solid scientific evidence of the Suns being harmed by NBA officiating. I'm convinced. (laughs) Now that I've convinced Paul, and I hope I've convinced you all, if not thoroughly confused you. You've done that too. You're a CPA. Shouldn't this all just be... I need to see it. I can't throw a whole bunch of numbers in my head. I'll give you my spreadsheets. There are spreadsheets. I know, and I'll, fi- I'll find your errors. <laughs> yeah, Paul's, next week, Paul's like, yeah, nope, Justin was way off. <laughs> way off. In fact, he was off just from the start. They're not the high. They don't draw the highest number of fouls. <laughs> Justin not only can't do math, he also doesn't know how to use basketballreference.com. Or Excel. Or Excel. <laughs> All right. So NBA refs, Suck. do better. Do better. And hey, official NBA, NBA official referees, Hit me up sometime. I just want to. I just want to chat. Just want to improve. Speaking of NBA refs, did you see? I sent. I sent you Mark Cuban's rant about whatever. Oh, I love Mark Cuban. Having that Dallas game. Oh, I love Mark Cuban. I love I him mean, even more after that. He, he's a hundred percent right that the uh, refs screwed it up. Like 
as much as possible. Well, and, and okay, let's not be done with the refs. I love this. This is great. This is like therapy, too. A, like I said, love Mark Cuban. He was absolutely spot on. But you think about that. Think about like egregious errors that the that that referees do. Well, especially ones that literally cost a game. Right, right, right. But I look back to it was what game was it? Uh, it might have been the Grizz, one of the Grizzlies games this year, where Kelly Oubre got called for the lane violation when the Suns were down. I think like two with you know less than ten seconds left, and he was at the free throw line. He put off the front of the rim, went in. <laughs> there was a little scrum between him and I think Morant to get the ball. But the refs called the, a lane violation, right? Well, right, right, right. yeah, I remember that. The, that, was, that was like the game after when like Fox did it, right? Like, exactly, it like- exactly, exactly. Well, you go back after that game. Uh, if you don't know out there, the NBA does issue after every game a last two minute report, mm. which basically goes through and identifies whether calls were right or wrong, or whether missed calls were right or wrong. Um, in the last two minutes of every NBA game. That, sh- that free throw having happened in the last two minutes of the NBA game was part of the last two-minute report. That last two-minute report said that the call was correct because according to the NBA's official last two-minute report, a free-throw shooter cannot lean across the free-throw line before the ball hits the rim. Everybody does that. And that's not the rule. The rule is that a free throw shooter cannot step across the free throw line. I'm sorry, but stepping and leaning are two completely different things. Yeah, it requires movement of your legs. And literally, like you said, you can't shoot a free throw without in some way, shape, or form leaning across the free throw line unless you're, who is it, Dwight Howard, who shoots it from like three feet behind the free throw line. (laughs) Because your arms are going in front of the plane, if you will. They break the proverbial plane. So... The NBA officiating problem isn't only within the games themselves, but apparently the people who are higher up who do these last two-minute reports don't even know their own freaking rules. Of course. And that's absurd. I mean, there's a lot of rules. Yeah, but they're not complicated. Well, some of them are complicated because there's some, there's some, there's some gray area, like with a travel. <laughs> but when it comes to stepping or leaning mm-hmm. across the free throw line, I don't think there's a gray area. So again, NBA clean it up. Yeah, it's it's been it's been bad this season, and it's not just the Suns. I mean, it's there have been just been too many instances like where the refs just egregiously blew a call. Yeah, yeah, and guess what? We don't go. We don't. We don't go to games. We don't watch games to see the referees. Yeah, I, I'm not going to go to the NRA. All right, Joey Crawford. I, I know he's not in the NBA anymore, but I'm just saying. That, yeah. that dude always made it about him. And, and have you noticed, too, NBA referees are getting younger and younger? And, and I don't just say that because we're getting older. I mean, like, there are NBA referees that are, like, in their mid-20s. Well, I, th- I think a lot of that has to do with just the fact that um, what they didn't set up a, like, a proper rotation of like you can only be a ref until X amount of time. So you got these guys who got in there and like, I ain't giving up this job. Dick Bavetta. But we only need so many to keep a, a flow going. So now you basically missed all that like next level of information because the um it's just not there. Right. Yeah, and maybe maybe that's the problem, but again, 
do better. And yeah. and and to close on the referee thing, lest anybody ever sit there and go, oh, it's a tough. It is a tough job. I get it. But don't forget, these guys get paid. I believe the average NBA referee salary is either two hundred or two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Yeah. So I- so you know what? Don't give me. It's a tough job. It is a tough job. But if you're going to get paid that much, act and work and perform like you deserve to get paid that much. Right. The end. All right. So between this episode dropping and our next episode, we have three games. The second, third, and fourth game of the six-game home stand that the Suns are currently on. Paul, I'm going to throw them at you first here. Okay. First game is tonight against Detroit. Win or loss? This has to be a win. I mean, that team that team was bad as it was, and now they're without Drummond. They're without Reggie, uh, Reggie Jackson. They're without Blake. Um, I don't know who is on that team besides Derrick Rose. I really don't. Um. Luke Kennard is still out. Right? No, they're they're even without Marquise Morris. They just bought him out too. Like, there's nobody on that team. It's like, it's a G League team right now. So if the Suns don't beat them, it's it's bad. Like <laughs> honestly, I would call I will call the season if they lose to the trade. That's astute. That is astute. Um, so your whole theory of how they'll make the playoffs gets thrown out the window if they lose to the trade. You know, I, I, <laughs> I won't, I won't, I won't disagree with you there. Um, I'm just looking at the roster. Yeah. So Rose, Luke Kennard out, Christian Wood, their next guy really that is of any substance, and then after that, Langston Galloway. Yeah. That's- not a good roster, man. Christian Wood, by the way, just quick tangent. Okay. Unrestricted free agent this offseason. Okay. I would love for the Suns to go after that guy. I will have to look into him. I do not know much about him. You should. You should. Now, let me I just. Don't, I don't pay too much attention to Detroit. Right. He's on my fantasy team. So. Oh, okay. But let me just give you a little. Give you a little. 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 What's what I'm looking for? Flavor. Primer. Primer on him, Paul. He's. A bench player, primarily. He's only started five games this year. He might start a few more. <laughs> he, he very well might have as of late. I, I haven't looked. But in just 19 and a half minutes a game this year, he's averaging 11, 11.6 points, almost six rebounds. What um, a, 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 uh, and, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, and And just about a block a game. He's, he's, a, he's a power forward, but he... Splits time between the four and the five. He's, okay. I believe, played fifty-five percent of his game of his time this year at, at the fo- at the four, and the other forty-five at the okay. five. So a guy that, again, depending on what happens with some of the guys at the Suns have on the team, right? Certainly look at in terms of uh, uh, of an option. Now, the thing that I really like about him too is I think he would. He's a good defender. He would also, I think, play well alongside Aiton, or if he's going to come off the bench, provide a nice little spark off the bench. Because again, he's not getting a ton of minutes, but the guy is shooting 38% from three-point range, 56% overall, so he's an efficient scorer as well. Um, I, I think that's kind of the, you know, the, the stretch four um, who can fill minutes in at the five, uh, and, and he's young, and he's, again, unrestricted this year. Um, so I think he'd be very intriguing, but perhaps that's 
to go go into further in another episode. All right. So All right. there's your Christian Wood education for the evening. Next game. Yes. Saturday. So back end of a back to back. Golden States almost with Steph Curry. Um. This should be a win. Again, sim- going going back to if they have any, want to have any shot at the playoffs, they need to beat the worst team in the league. Mm-hmm. I agree. We've, we've lost to the worst team in the league already this year, so they need to definitely come out with some fire and make this one not even a contest. Right, and that's one of those games where <clears throat> you want to see eight and bully people because... Right. He's going to be able to in that game. And, and maybe, you know, maybe Book will dunk on Marquise again and get teed up. That was what happened in that game, right? It was Book that dunked on Marquise. I think so. And kind of gave him a little shit yes, because yes, they're yes, buddies and got a technical that. foul. Again, back to the referees. Clean oh, it up. Okay, when are, they, when are the refs going to stop giving uh, Ubre technical fouls for doing his little head snap thing? Yeah, come on. Like, people do way worse shit than that yeah. in the NBA. And just because it's not like he's directing it at anybody. No. He's not saying anything. Figure it out, refs. Clean it up. Clean it up. All right. Let's talk about the one game then that really, you know, is one that eh, we're not both going to see and go, they should win this game. No. Toronto on I'm Tuesday. I'm more competitive. Right. That's all, that's all I'm hoping for. I'm, if, I want to see a 2-1 split for... for this this little chunk of games Re- regardless of how it goes down yeah they need to win two yeah and and you know i get the whole hope that it was more competitive because at the end of the day the last game that first game out of the all-star break the suns lost by 17 but they fought back pretty hard in the third and the fourth quarter before it all just kind of slipped away and they did outscore toronto by seven points in the second half um, that was one of those games where it was a lot like the Bulls game, just against a much better team. Where first half, mm-mm. right? Second half, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. good. Um, so uh, yeah, you, you, we want to see the them come out and fight. Yeah, we we need to see the Suns start getting consistency. Right, and that's that. That is something that's been frustrating, and I think that's kind of what you. Well, we've come to know from the Suns, but at the same time, kind of what you have to at least to some degree expect. And I think they've started to get a little bit more consistent. Mm -hmm. And at least in those situations where they are struggling, you don't have that complete feeling of, okay, well, I'm just going to turn this off because this is hopeless. Because case in point, that Bulls game, case in point, really, at least to some degree, that that last Toronto game. So, um, you know, sounds to me like you're saying two and one, Likely the first two, not likely the last one. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I think that most logical people would say that. Did you say that because you saw me smirking? Or did you say that because you're sitting here? (laughs) Both. Uh, Yeah, fuck it. They're going to beat Toronto. Well, I'm saying most logical. I'm saying it, though. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I I I, I feel good. I feel good about this team all of a sudden. Can change like dramatically tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, but right now, as I sit here, I feel good about this team. So let's let's two and one at least, three and one, and mm-hmm. suddenly 
Justin's playoff theory doesn't seem so psycho. Doesn't seem so psycho. Doesn't seem so psycho. All right, so the, there, there's that. There are those. We'll run through them again, the upcoming games, yep. next episode. But we'll go ahead and wrap up this episode of Fanning the Flames. Uh, we always appreciate you guys listening, spending some time with us here during the week, and with uh, the Suns Report on the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network. Like I said earlier, you can catch me on Twitter. I'm at so says Jay. Hit I'm me up. Interrupting. Paul is at <laughs> Dervish, Dervish of World. The pod is at Fan the Flames NBA. NBA. And yeah, hey, if you want to, if you want to like rail on referees with me, Twitter's the place to do it. I- I'm there. We can tweet at NBA official and official NBA refs and whoever all together. Just quote tweet each other. I'll show you my. Like, D- I'll show. I'll sh- I'll show the DMs that I've sent and never gotten response to. You know, fun stuff like that. All right. Well, depending on when you're listening, folks, we appreciate you listening. Have yourself a good morning, good afternoon, or good, good. evening. Just wanna hear you say-